Welcome to From Nothing to Profit, a photographer's podcast with Matt and Kaya, where each week they talk to photographers about what is working in their business now so you can swipe those ideas and grow your business faster. Welcome everyone to today's uh, episode. We are interviewing Marcy and Christy, and they are a mother-daughter duo who photograph high school seniors in Indiana. And so uh, I just want to thank you guys for being on, and I want to go ahead and give you a minute to tell us more about your business. So Marcy, since you're the mom, uh, w- will you start and tell us a little bit about your business and you guys can share a little bit. Okay. Um Thanks for having us. Uh, Looking forward to chatting with you and Matt a little bit here and the uh, listeners. Um, I started, I'll just kind of start at the beginning. I started our business 20 years ago. So we're celebrating 2020 as our 20th year and um, started by myself. And I was a one woman show for about nine years. And Christy and uh, Christy joined, uh, me in the business, uh, about what, 11 years ago now. And so now, um, we, our main focus is, um, high school seniors, but Christy and Victor shoot weddings and we do families and things like that. Um, but yeah, we work, uh, here in just South of Indianapolis, um, uh, probably 95% in our studio back lot, uh, which is a studio park here at my home. And yeah, we, uh, we both work, uh, at the same time every day when we are shooting sessions, we're both shooting a different, you know, a separate senior and, um, kind of work together and kind of have a hangout with the uh, senior and their mothers and with Christy and I. So it's a whole kind of family affair while the shoot's going on. And it's nice because different seniors get to interact with each other. And we just have a real good time doing that. That's awesome. So Christy, do you have anything to add? Um, I don't even know what to touch on. Um, well, tell us what you did before you uh, start oh. um, join the business. That would be awesome. Okay, cool. So while my mom, well, let's let's start here. This is the very, very beginning. So I was my mom's very first senior. <laughs> so that's kind of funny and exciting. So she, um, I mean, she she took pictures of us kids growing up. Like that's I always remember that we and you know, everybody would always be like, my God, you're so creative. Like nobody else is doing anything like you, you know, in the area, even when it was just like, she was, you know, shooting with film, um, just in the backyard, you know, on a ladder or, you know, whatever. So, um, she, she'd taken our pictures growing up. Um, and then I was her first senior. And I think that's kind of what started everything is because then my friends were like, Hey, I want your mom to take my pictures. And then it just kind of like word of mouth spread from there. And then she was like, huh, maybe I can start, you know, doing this seriously. So um, maybe the quality wasn't quite as what it is now, but the hey creativity now. was always there. Hey, now the cre- I'm saying the creativity was always there. Like she always had that. So <laughs> I kind of, I kind of learned, I mean, just by watching her and I mean, that's how I learned. I didn't, I mean, I didn't go to school. Well, neither did she, but so we're both completely, she's completely self-taught and I guess, you know, I can say that I learned everything I know from her. That's awesome. And then Marcy, before you became a photographer, did you? Oh, I didn't say what I did before. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't at all, did I? Well, uh, bef- so while she was starting the business, um, I was out um, 
entertaining, performing. I'm a prof- was a pro- well, I don't want to say was because I'm doing it again now, but um, professional singer and dancer. So I did that for uh, ten years while she was getting the the business all amped up, and um, and so I was very very fortunate to walk into an already established business. <laughs> To begin so yeah and did you sing it was like cruise ships and those type of things uh-huh I did cruise ships and tours and all kinds of things it was the best way to spend my 20s ever I wouldn't I wouldn't change it for the world it was amazing and then, and then are you doing it again now you said I am doing it again I am just uh performing in local theaters I um I actually just ran across an audition for uh, my favorite show of all time which is Aida uh, written by Elton John and Tim Rice And um, I was actually walking into a cafe, um, getting ready to do a session. And we saw the the announcement for the auditions. They're like going on upstairs as we speak. And my mom was like, go, I'll take care of the clients. You have to go audition. So it kind of just fell into my lap. And I ended up getting, you know, cast as, you know, one of the lead roles in the play. And it's, I mean, the rehearsals are going amazing. Um, we are still continuing, you know, with the whole coronavirus thing. We're um, we're doing rehearsals by Zoom, and I'm I'm glad to say that we are one of the many or one of the few casts that our show is just postponed rather than canceled. So I'm really grateful for that. Oh yeah, and Marcy, what did you do before you um, did full photography full time? I was a school teacher. I taught physical education and art. That's cool. Yeah, I was a math teacher, I so have been a math teacher instead. We, uh, we... Why can I? Why can I see that? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it was it was a good era in my life, but what wore me out and I just couldn't handle in the end was just the amount of like the society weighing on your classroom. So like, you know, people come like a a a plus students coming in saying, "Well, my mom said it's okay if I got a B in right. math," you know, and so they wouldn't even necessarily try that hard, and it was just like. Like everybody in the room could have gotten an A, but you know, they basically had some kind of story in their head. We tend to do that. So, and I think that's true. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that's true. Like in any business, you know, any business or, you know, in any part of life, you have some kind of Mm -hmm. limiting beliefs and, you know, they they were, they were, they were loud and in charge in the math classroom. I was fortunate enough to grow up. I can't hear Marcy. Uh Yeah. She's very quiet to me too. Let's try this. Is this there better? There you go. That's oh, yeah, yeah, much better. See, I got lazy and I set my microphone back down. <laughs> I thought I was close enough. back and put it on your bosom. Okay, I'm good now. Um, I was fortunate enough to um, grow up as a pastor's daughter, and I taught in a Christian school where I feel like we had um, probably a little bit more support. People who were paying for school seemed like were more. Um, focused because they were actually spending money on uh junior high and high school education <laughs> yeah so yeah, yeah. um i was very fortunate to get to work and a L- little more a right, little more skin in the game and um and not that people who don't go to christian schools can't have a moral background but it just seemed like that that tended to help the situation a little bit so um, I did teach um, high school for seven years, uh, in the high school for seven years, and um, I also coached varsity volleyball as well as a competitive cheerleading team. So that kind of grounded me with the with that age group. 
And so I think it was kind of a natural transition once I decided to make photography a business uh, and a career there and made that change. Um, I knew almost immediately that I wanted to end up specializing a little bit, at least in the senior genre. So I really, I love yeah, that, that makes age sense. group. And now it's kind of, yeah. And I, I felt the mm-hmm. same way because I taught high school math. I kind of like that age group a lot. So this is an interesting question. So, um, do you feel like you left teaching due to burnout? Cause it's one of those industries that has major burnout, mm-hmm. you know, like nurses, teachers, um, do you feel like you left it due to burnout or just a there new were, chapter there in your were life? Extenuating how circumstances, would you kind of I guess you could say, um, okay. I okay. was teaching two classes and I was coaching two sports. And then I also did a year or was it two years of teaching um, home ec? And I just, maybe it was burnout. Now that I think about it, it was more of, I can't take on a single other thing and focus on my family like I really need to. You were also the assistant athletic director, okay. weren't you? Right. I worked in the athletic office and did a lot of of work in, in that area. So yeah, it was just, it got to be too much. So, if I could have just stayed the teacher so, in the classrooms, I probably would have stuck with it, but there was just too much else. And there was no room to, to give it up because they didn't have other people to do it. So. And the reason, and the reason I ask you that is to lead to a a conversation about actually photography is, you know, do you, do you feel some of those same burnout things in photography? I mean, well, (laughs) I knew, I knew Christy was going to laugh about this because 20 years in is probably a pretty good solid run. And I had never, ever felt like, I was feeling burnout before until the last year. And oh my goodness, I went have been going through it in a big way. <laughs> yeah. So so you and you and I mm-hmm. talked about this at sync for a minute or two. So I kind of yeah. had to nudge you a little bit to that conversation because I think it's a really mm-hmm. important conversation to have in our industry that, you know, people sure. people burn out and that doesn't no, doesn't mean it has to be permanent not. or anything like that. But you know, there's there's good years absolutely. and there, there's good years and there's bad years and there's years in between and um, yeah. So if you want to talk anything, well, talk about it, Yeah, feel free to, That's I okay. mean, I don't want you to share yeah. if That's it's fine. too personal. That's I don't, want you to, I don't but. know what I'll share as I start gabbing about it, but <laughs> no, I really feel fortunate that I went this long and I never really even felt an inkling of that because I, I would hear about it all the time. And so I do, like I said, I feel very fortunate that it took that long to send me into a little tailspin, but I also think it had to do with, Um, I had had some illness. I had had A and B flu uh, tests positive uh, at the same time. And then I also had pneumonia on top of that. And that's been two years ago. And I think that exhaustion led to the burnout because I just didn't feel like I could keep up anymore. Um, And so I got to the point where I was feeling like it was because of my age and I started giving more things to Christy, um, basically just giving her, uh, more sessions because I was, I mean, we pretty much spent everything 50, 50. And I got to the point where I was like, yeah, you can take that session. And I felt myself doing that more and more and more to a point where I almost felt like I wanted to turn everything over to her when dealing with the public and doing the sessions and, and all of that kind of stuff, because I, I just didn't feel like I was in it anymore and I wasn't sure how to jump back in. Like I kept trying, you know, different techniques and things to kind of jumpstart myself 
you know, to get back into that. So I'm still really kind of at the end of that. And maybe this long break will give me, you know, more drive to jump back in because I think now that we have this financial break, basically, of not having steady income, I'm, I think I'm going to almost be forced to uh, jump back in with both feet. Like, For sure. Well, yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see just how everybody navigates yes. this break and then getting back in it. Because I mean, everybody mm-hmm. will do it differently, mm-hmm. whatever's best for their family and stuff. I'm, for sure. I'm almost so, looking um, forward go- to that because I think it'll force me to jump back in. So I'm mm-hmm. almost looking forward to, you know, whenever this all winds down and comes to an end uh, with the virus that, you know, I'm going to have to. And so that's, I, I'm kind of looking forward to that. Yeah, I hear you. All right, Kaya, do you have questions for Christy? Well, one of my questions for you, Christy, and I think we can have Marcy answer it too, if you want to add to it, is just really our next one on our list here is um, what is one thing that you are like excited about or that you're like up in arms about that's going on in the photography industry. And I want to start with you, Christy, because I feel like you may have a little bit different viewpoint because it hasn't been something you've done. You know, you're in multiple industries. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I'll tell you just right away, that question almost gives me a little bit of anxiety only because I'm not sure how to answer it. <laughs> but um, because if there is one thing that, you know, I guess my mom has passed on to me, is that we don't look at the photography world that much. Um, And reason being is sometimes I think, and this is very personal to me, I even think I take it a step further than she does, that sometimes I believe that it crushes your creative spirit um, to, to... to, and I don't want to view things through other people's eyes. I want to come up with ideas for myself and have them be fresh. Um, I don't think that there's anything that has me up in arms. I mean, I'm not saying that I, I don't, I'm not a part of, you know, photography groups because I am. And I mean, we even have one ourselves. So um, I wouldn't say there's anything that has me up in arms. I mean, I think everybody kind of just, you know, does their own thing and what, I mean, Okay. So, uh, sorry, I'm thinking and trying to process, you know, what I'm saying, but the, yeah, um, so- I think maybe, I guess everybody trying to put each other in a box and saying, you're not doing it right. When I think that everybody has their own way, there is no right or wrong, um, to anything. Um, I think the fine, the financial part of that is probably something that always, um, kind of aggravates me a little bit saying, you know, like, your prices are too low. Your prices are too high. Um, why do you work for that? And it's like we don't we don't know um, you, we don't know what that person needs to survive in their life. You know, everything is different to every single person. Um, you know, what I need to sustain my household might not be the same as what somebody else needs to sustain their household. So we all have different needs, and it's I, not I think even that's the same that between the two of us. It, yeah, exactly. It's not even the same between my mom and I. So, I mean, I usually do take on more sessions because I am the sole, you know, breadwinner in my house. So, um, I don't know. It's just, it's different. I think that everybody just needs to have a, it would be nice if everybody would just have a little bit more open mind about, you know, uh, pricing and, um, and how you, how you operate your business. 
Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I, and I feel the same way. I mean, I, I don't, I find myself when I look into the industry, I, I do feel like it kind of mm-hmm. shuts me down a little bit because part of it, it makes me feel like I'm always chasing, you know, somebody right. else cause they did something. And I, of course I only get to see like their best, maybe they took, you know, 600 pictures and they're only posting their favorite three, you know, so you never really know what percentage of right. the work you're actually seeing. And it just makes me feel like I'm chasing a little bit. And then it doesn't, it doesn't drive me in a creative way at all. If anything, it just kind of like, I don't know. I, I, this is a strong word. It, it doesn't make me sad, but you know, it definitely doesn't Absolutely. fill my bucket. For and sure. I think, um, I think there's there for, for me, um, and my mom, we, we work, um, we work a lot motivated by the people that we photograph for like our model team means everything to us. And we end up being pretty close with those girls. And I just feel like if you're out there getting all these ideas from other people, which I'm not saying that's a bad idea. Sometimes it's great to have motivation. And I guess for every single person, maybe that motivation can be a little bit different. Um, So maybe that is your right way. So see, there isn't any (laughs) right or wrong way, but for us, I think we get motivated by what we see in front of us, the needs of our clients, the needs of these girls and, um, you know, making them feel included in what's going on in their lives and in society today. Like those are the things that inspire us, not necessarily what, you know, somebody else is doing. So I, I don't know. We, we get more inspired on the, for, you know, specifically for them and what's going on in their lives as opposed to, you know, what's going on in the world of senior photography. Yeah, that makes there complete sense. There are little sense. muses. <laughs> so they are. That th- that leads me. So Marcy, do you have anything to touch on with it? Is there anything that you're super excited about, you know, in the photography business or anything that you want to speak on? It's funny because after talking about feeling a little more burnout, I I am looking forward uh to being back out there with with the girls and with our clients and with our senior model team. Right now we have uh, kind of put uh, a few things on hold like everybody else has. Um, it's time for us to put our model applications up for this year and, you know, um, doing all this pivoting that we're all doing right now, uh, trying to decide, is it a good time to go ahead and do that? And, you know, different things like that. So I am excited about, you know, getting back in there and and getting things started with our senior model team as usual and, and what might be different about doing that this year. And I think I remember, um, just after I had started my business, um, and I wasn't really going very strong at the time, we all kind of, got put on hold just a little bit, um, with nine 11. So coming back from that and, and I just remember how people seemed to appreciate portraiture more at that time, because we had all had a lesson in what was valuable. And I feel like that is something that might be exciting at the end of all of this coronavirus stuff is that I think people are probably going to appreciate portraiture again. And that excites me, um, or not again, but more so maybe, um, yeah, yeah, it does. It and attention. so I'm, I'm just remembering that from nine 11, I just remember, uh, am looking forward to, you know, that positive coming out and it is, and this is, isn't necessarily in the photography world, but it's been exciting in the midst of all of the negative stuff that's going on. And just to see that, um, just to, to see and hear about families that are taking stock and what's really important and seeing, 
uh, people spend more time with their loved ones and cooking dinners and playing games and all that kind of stuff. And I know that doesn't have anything to do with photography, but just in humanity alone, that gives me hope in how everybody's handling this situation. Yeah, that's, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. I like that a lot for sure. Um, I've seen some posts online. I saw a post the other day, actually, this is going to all wrap together and it's not going to be an education <laughs> That's uh, to- okay. topic the whole time. But my, one of my old principals posted this little message on Facebook that was really interesting. And it was like the perspective of the parents mm-hmm. during this time, how scared they were, how fin- their financial future was kind of in limbo and all this stuff. But then how kids may may view it and probably not high school seniors but younger kids was like no i remember that time where we got to like stay up late and watch movies with mom and dad and we got to play board games and all this stuff and they actually may see this as a very uh important time in their life because you know the world slowed down and like you can spend time with your loved ones i had a little bit of an experience with that um in my life that i can share really quick um when i was 14 the blizzard of 78 hit here in indiana And we got 55 inches of snow. And so there was no school for quite a while. And living out in the country, we didn't see a snowplow for nine days. And I know it was a much shorter time period, affected a lot less people than this pandemic does. But um, my parents talked afterwards about how they were worried about we couldn't get fuel oil delivered. And we couldn't go to the grocery store. And hopefully that everything that we had canned and stocked up was going to last through. And my dad couldn't get to work and different things like that. But I look back on it and those are some of the greatest memories of my life. We had snow drifts in our yard as tall as our garage. Uh, My sister and I dug tunnels out in the yard because the snow was so deep. I mean, I look back on it as amazing. So that is one of the reasons that I'm excited for what comes out of this pandemic are the people who reconnected and have all those memories for their children and, and just the memories that the kids will hold in all of this. Cause I know that's what I have. And that was even for a much shorter period of time, but I think uh, there's going to be a lot of positives come out of this as well. I mean, when, when do we get yeah, this all- kind this gift of pause? I mean, when have any of us in our lifetime had this gift of pause with our families? Like you just have to kind of look at the bright side of it and just take it for what it is and try to put your worries aside, at least for some of the time. And really just like take it in, like cherish these moments. I mean, most of you, you know, your ki- your college kids are home, your high school kids, your little kids are home, everybody's home. Um, so I don't know. Well, it just, and, it, and it just seemed like every year, you know, it, everything was getting For spun sure. faster and faster yeah. and faster and faster. So it just... It, I don't know how many more yeah, years we, we could have done. so tight. Um, and I know, especially people with children. Um, I had a friend, yeah. going back to seeing posts, I had a friend that was talking about how they have teenagers, like 13, 15, and 17 years old. And they had never done more than two family dinners in a row because they were you know, piano and violin and soccer and sport after sport after sport and all these lessons and all this. And their kids had never really enjoyed even an entire week full of dinners at home together. And so they were just really soaking it up. And they, they said their kids started sports and all that stuff so young that this was literally the first time in their lives that they all had that together. And I I think that's awesome. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's really cool. Well, I also think it's going to be a journey, right? You're going to like, maybe the first week was a honeymoon. The second week is really bad because everybody's sick around being around each other. But you know, like 
when I think when you step back and look at it as a whole, it's probably going to be, you know, a good thing, even though there right. was tough oh, days. Of course, in there, there's always so. going to be, you know, days when your kids are driving you crazy. And I know I'm probably fortunate right now. I don't, I don't have kids at home that I'm having to deal with all of that. So my heart goes out and prayers go out to all the parents that are home with their kids, because I know it's an adjustment. If it's not something that you're used to, you know, having to spend every day, all day, if you're that person that goes out into the workforce and your kids go to school and, and all that, you know, it's a big adjustment. So hopefully everybody is at a point now where they're starting to kind of settle into the routine and, uh, and making the, well, making the well, adjustment. Well, like said, like a, Said like a great teacher. <laughs> That's <the> right. <laughs> um, so, Kai, do you want to move on to the lightning round? We can actually do these actually pretty, yeah. probably pretty fast. Um, yeah, like we probably need to. Round. Let's go um, back and forth. So, pick, so, yeah, so pick a cup, pick, pick one that okay, you want to so, do. And then so, we'll Marcy, what was it. holding you back from becoming a full time photographer? Um, fear. <laughs> Fear of just jumping in and doing it and making it real. Okay. No, that makes sense. Like, did you, were you, uh, like fail of fear of failure? I I feel like I probably portfolio builded for longer than anybody ever in the whole history of photography. And I probably portfolio built for like eight years (laughs) where I feel like a lot of people hang their sign up too quick and they haven't done enough. I probably did too much. (laughs) That makes sense. Uh, Christy, if you weren't doing the current job you're doing, what do you think you would be doing? That's a really difficult question because I have to factor my kids into it. Um, So I honestly don't know. In thinking of my family life, I don't know what I would do full time. Um, I would, if, if photography just like completely imploded and we couldn't do it anymore, I would probably go in, I have a a huge love for um, health and nutrition, um, food. I'm a, I'm a um, certified health coach. So I would probably step into that. Um, I've always wanted to teach yoga. I'm a big yogi. So I'd probably do that. Um, Just all, anything health and wellness. Um, I would love to say that I would just perform full time, but that's not really a, that's not really something you can do in Indianapolis. Um, You can do it part time for sure, but it wouldn't be you know, a full-time job. So just a mixture of all of that. And also I love anything that has to do with labor, birth and delivery. And I'm also a, um, certified doula. So none, none of which I do any of those things. I just studied them because I love them, (laughs) but yeah, well, no, but that's the thing is like, you would probably seek out things that you really are fascinated with or that you love. If you had to make it probably all of the different areas. She's a certified doula. I'm a doula at heart. I've done it for um, several people and really enjoy it. She's so that's incredible. A, that's another She's business. My doula. That's another business that Christy and I could probably start. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she was my doula and she's amazing. That's mm-hmm. cool. That's I had awesome. a doula for my first two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then I just, a nurse ca- caught the last, the sec- third one. <laughs> yeah. Nice. It's funny because I kind of, I was doing birth photography when I kind of, it kind of fell in my lap and I have two girls that I've been with them for each of their births. Uh, one has three kids and one has four and I've been with them every step of the way. Like we can't have a baby without you. <laughs> so I love it. That's really special. That's cool. Um, okay. Right, Kai, Kai, uh, let's, um, I like these other ones. So, um, okay. So I'll ask Christy and then you can ask Marcy next. So Christy, share one of your personal habits that you think contributes to your success. Um, 
I would say my, I don't, I am not a procrastinator. I mean, I can be in some ways, but like when it comes to business, I am a go-getter as far as just getting it done and getting it done quick. So I think that definitely, um, contributes to our business a lot because if I have an idea or if we have an idea, I'm like, okay, let's do it. Let's, let's do it. Let's not even think about it. You know, like I'm usually the one who kind of like pushes it. I mean, we both do in our ways, but like, no, I'm, I guess I'm a little bit more, bit more excited <laughs> about <laughs> pushing it into action. Yeah. You have probably you... are more of the driving force to making sure that we follow through with those plans. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So are, have you done the StrengthsFinders test, Christy? Um, what is that? Is that one of those like aptitude? Yeah. Yeah. Tests? Yeah. It's like when you find out what... five strengths. Oh, um, Yes, I have done something like that. And I always get um, the medical field, which I'm not surprised about because of my health and, you know, my interest in all of that. Yeah. Um, and but it's also like my attention to detail and, and um, my my driving force behind, that I have. So I'm not surprised that I always get I always get medical field. <laughs> yeah. In the strengths finder test, one of the um, personalities is an activator. Mm-hmm. Where you oh, like immediately. Do you know what Wait, I wasn't the activator. Mom, do you remember which one I was? It, it, it described me to a T. I can't remember which one it was, though. Yeah. I don't remember. That That is, that's, it just makes me think of that. So mm-hmm. that, that's interesting. Okay, Matt, are you ready? Uh, yeah. So Marcy, what is some of the best advice you've ever received? Don't sweat the small stuff. Do you remember who told you that or who entrenched oh, that into you? I don't think I do. Just something that you were I think cr- raised the around actual kind of that I do. Statement probably came much later than the actual guidance from both of my parents. Um yeah. like I said earlier, my dad was a pastor and he was definitely very chill and could handle stressful situations well. And I think that that's something that I just um, inherited by watching them stay calm and focused in many different types of stressful situations. And so I'm very much like even this uh, coronavirus, um, I just know that through business or our health or whatever it is that we're taking care of right now and always is worrying all the time doesn't benefit you. Um, it's okay to be scared and have those feelings sometimes, but staying focused on the task at hand, whether that's staying healthy or keeping business flowing or learning a new photography skill or whatever it is, just staying, staying calm and not sweating all the little details and knowing and just having some faith that things will work out is the better way to go. Yeah, we had Rod Evans on the podcast as well. And one of the things he talked about was this is kind of just a blimp mm-hmm. in your whole life's journey. Uh, and it may be a mm-hmm. maybe a big blimp, but um ultimately it's not it's not, you know, I mean, obviously for the last multiple years or you lose somebody in this, it's right. really that's unfortunate and that's the bigger deal. But for the most part, we're gonna all right. make it out of this right. and be okay. I'd like to know? add something to don't sweat the small stuff. Um, I think that should actually be like the motto of our business because if, if like being a mother and a daughter who work together, I mean, I think that's super, super important. And when, when I say 
and she she can verify this, but when I say we don't fight, we don't. We really don't. And I think it's because we don't sweat the small stuff. We it's just there are certain things that are just not important. And what's important is we keep our relationship good because we have a business not just because we have a business to run, but it is pretty important. It supports our families. <laughs> so I mean, I think we take that to heart, right? The yeah, don't sweat I, the small stuff, especially I mean, even between each other. So mm-hmm. Yeah, it's super important that we not let little irritants come into the picture and 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 cause division, whether that's just in our mother-daughter relationship or in our business relationship. Yep. That's really good. So, um, good. Matt, should we do our last question then, asking for some parting guidance? Yeah, let's just, yeah, let's wrap up there. Um, okay. And I, I'll ask it and then you can kind of close up. So the idea behind this last little piece is like, you know, what parting guidance do you have for our audience? Like, you know, if they were to listen to kind of one thing about this podcast, like what would you tell them? And I think each one of you can go, um, we'll start with Christy and you know, what would be the parting guidance you'd give our audience? Um, don't stop trying, I guess. Um, never stop evolving and growing. There's always room for growth. Um, as many years as we've been in business, we are constantly revamping everything every year, even, even in the middle of the year, you know, we'll revamp our model program or our pricing structure. Or I, I think that nobody should ever get too comfortable in what they're doing. Um, and if you're new, never stop trying new things. Um, I mean, I mean, it kind of starts there and then you just never stop. You should never stop trying, but like never stop trying new things. There's always your, you need to find the way that works for you. It doesn't, it doesn't work the same for everybody. So you know, go to that masterclass and, you know, take your notes, but don't think that you have to do it exactly the same way. Do it your way. Um, we sat, when we went to sync this year, we sat in Gary Box's class and listened to his, um, you know, listened to his speech and all about pricing and everything. But I mean, every, everybody knows he does awesome in-person sales. Well, we always have done online sales. So we were like, how can we implement what like his brilliant ideas to our system because we like our system and we want to keep it that way so never keep yourself in a box always know that you can do it your way and mold it to to the way you want things to come out and be run that's really good so um marcy what would your party guidance be for our audience Well, no, you, you got to go a whole different way okay i need time to think goodness gracious (laughs) Um, my parting advice. Oh, I feel speechless. Shoot. <laughs> yeah. Well, you, and you can just, you can just go with, you know, pass and then we'll just, we can just go that way too. I, so. I think like, it's, I, have some amazing words I think it's funny that here. Christy said that because of listening to Gary Box, she learned never, never to put herself inside a box. <laughs> right? <laughs> I was like, wait She's a minute. Funny like that. <laughs> That always happens. I think you're like, you use the same words accidentally. Yep. Yep. (laughs) Well, Marcy, one of the things that you're talking about, I feel like is you're essentially like going, okay, where am I going to get my inspiration? You know, Mm -hmm. because you're, you've been in, in you know, where you're um, burnout. And um, when I was listening to Christy, her first answer, she said that you guys really get your inspiration from your high school seniors. Mm -hmm. And, um, uh, we just uh, po- uh, sent out a thing to our high school seniors uh, offering to do the 2020 girls college t-shirts. And um, in our 
in our city, um, our state, they've canceled school for the rest of the year. And so everything is canceled, prom, graduation, all that kind of thing. And um, we had a girl respond to that and just say, thank you so much for doing this, even though we had told them we were going to be doing it. But she said, I just, I thank you so much for doing it because I just assumed you'd cancel it like everything else. Mm. And uh, so I think, um, you know, just thinking about you, I feel like you're, you know, one of the things that you guys do is you really pull inspiration from the girls that you're with and who you're around. I think one reason that we haven't jumped to, to make decisions about what we're going to do, we have told the girls, we know that we're going to do something, but I don't want to, I kind of want to ponder it. I want to figure it out, which we always do the college t-shirt shoots. We've done those for probably about five years now. And so we'll probably do that, but I would love to plan something amazing. And, um, now my, now my gears are starting to turn because, um, a few weeks ago before this all started, Christy and I did our raw beauty shoot and we ended up, uh, doing just kind of on the spur of the moment, we decided to invent a campaign, not that anybody else hasn't done it, but kind of invent right on the spot for our girls. And we, we pivoted right in the middle of the photo shoot to not just doing the raw beauty, which is no, no fancy hair and makeup. Uh, We tell the girls to come in just jeans and t-shirts and no makeup and yesterday's hair. And and we shoot them like that. Uh, We do tell them that they can put on mascara just to kind of appease them and get more attendance. (laughs) And so um, in the middle of all that, we hear so much about bullying and, and things through social media and all that. And, um, we tend to uh, just kind of set an example within ourselves and with, you know, for our group that it's just not allowed. A lot of people ask us how we deal with so many girls and what about the problems that arise? Well, we really don't have any because we set um, an example just between Christy and I getting along and getting along with the girls and we just, it never seems to happen um, within our group. But anyway, we wanted to, um, to throw it out to the girls right on the spot that what if we did like a words hurt anti-bullying type campaign. And so we ended up doing that. So I have a feeling that, uh, and we got some from what was the keynote speaker's name at sync? Um, Richardson, right? No. What is his name? John. Not Richardson. That's a great Who are we question. talking about? Which I'm one? I'm drawing a blank right Who now. Who was the keynote? Oh, That's Jeffrey. Jeffrey Richardson? Is it Richardson? Oh my gosh. I'll look it up. I can't think. Anyway, um, Christy and I sat together in his keynote and he was talking about the, um, uh, what you are, think about what you are to your community and all that. And we had just done this raw beauty shoot and the words hurt campaign, uh, type stuff before we came to sync. And so and I think this is kind of where we'll go in this direction is not just doing something for our senior models with this words hurt campaign, but we want to, uh, try to help influence, um, and let our, our girls and other seniors be influences in the community for anti-bullying. And so, uh, as we sat in his, uh, keynote, we literally sat during the class and started, um, working on a bigger campaign. And I had actually, until you brought up this question, I had kind of forgot that we sat there and did that, even though I have lots of notes on it. Um, but that will probably be the direction we go when this is all over to have some sort of big party and kind of start that off with a big boom. Um, 
to do a words hurt anti-bullying campaign because that is something that's near and dear to Christy and my hearts in, you know, encouraging confidence in these young women that we work with every year. And so um, that's just another thing that I think I'm really excited about now that I've put my thinking cap back on. <laughs> yeah. Jeffrey Henderson. So his name okay. Henderson. Yeah, there you go. What was I saying? Richardson. Yeah. <laughs> Richardson. Um, that's real. That's really, really good. And I think this is a good time for um, everybody to have this time to step back and like put mm-hmm. together some of those campaigns that they may not have done if right. they didn't have time and stuff like that. So I think the anti-bullying one is a really, really good one. It would be well worth Definitely. your time right now since you have time to put that together. You know, it Absolutely. could transform your business. So. So, well, awesome. I think we'll leave it right there because I think that was a really positive, awesome note, uh, inspirational note to leave it on. Um, Kai, you have anything else you want to say before we? No, let no. I go just really appreciate week? you both being on, and uh, you guys seem to work very well together. <laughs> we do. <laughs> yeah, that, that's awesome. Well, well thank you guys us. so much, and um, it's always a ple- it's always a pleasure uh, seeing you guys and talking to you as always. So I'm glad we've become friends Aww, over the last we, couple of years. Too. We love you guys. <laughs> so. All right. Awesome. All right. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you guys next week. Thank you for listening to From Nothing to Profit, a photographer's podcast with Matt and Kaya. Be sure to subscribe for more business strategy and ideas to help you create the profitable and successful business you've always wanted. See you on the next episode of From Nothing to Profit.